Lord of the Rings Sentence, your one-stop podcast for the most meticulous and detailed breakdown of J.R.R. Tolkien's most famous work, The Lord of the Rings. Joining me again this week is Ethan Lawrence from shows like Afterlife and Bad Education. Uh, You know him from last week. Ethan, how's it going? Uh, Really great. Great to be back. Because it's truly been a full week. uh, An an entire week. We're not stockpiling episodes. This is just... This is all real. I'm... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're going along the journey the same pace as our audience authentically um we're recording just, it as they're listening this is a live feed to, to <laughs> really i didn't know that the illusion is uh <laughs> is fully real lord um, of the rings kayfabe what what is that cave kayfabe is, is a wrestling term it doesn't matter oh, okay cool <laughs> um so ethan uh, you talked a lot of last week about how you are a Lord of the Rings fan, love the movies, love the extended cuts. Oh, yes. Um, and you haven't read all of the books. You got to Rivendell, I think, is what you said. Uh, yeah, uh, and that was, that was when I was, uh, when I think, maybe 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. That was around the same age I tried to read The Fellowship of the Ring, because I just read The Hobbit, and that one was easy an easier read. Yeah, um, I, I was very much the same, read The Hobbit, and mm-hmm. really enjoyed it, but then... Mm-hmm. It's, it's so dense these books they are which is why uh if you're a <laughs> listener to the show we break it down one sentence at a time reading one sentence out of the book every week um and just really getting down to the nitty-gritty of uh, what J.R.R. Tolkien's trying to tell us uh through his words um they so meticulously chose um it's, it's the best way I mean I've found I mean this is this is week 15 now right this is week 15 I'm and I've, I've found just a complete new appreciation for the text. Certainly. I mean, I don't think, I think this is probably the first time um, it's been done in a, an official uh, recorded sense that someone has slaved over the, the first page of the fellowship of the ring for 15 whole weeks to just really break down its meaning um, and, and subtexts um I think, this I, mean, is, I, I think we're making, making history here. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I probably, you know, when I did this the first time, I mean, that would maybe the bit that everything that we've done up to now probably mm-hmm. would have taken, what, maybe two minutes, three minutes to read. I and mean, yet, if you're here, we are nearly four months deep. Demon. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, I don't know. <laughs> that seems a, little, a, a whole page in two minutes. That's pretty fast. Uh, the, the font's quite big. <laughs> I think we discussed last week that I'm I'm slightly ahead of you in terms of pages. Oh right, you're I'm still on page one, um, which it looks like it's going to change this week. Uh, you're at the top of uh, the top of two, which is yeah, twenty eight in your edition. Yeah, it makes all the difference. Yeah, having that jump start really really benefited us. I I can't stop thinking about that. How thankful I am that I didn't have to read concerning hobbits uh, and concerning <laughs> pipeweed. Yeah. Oh, there's a third segment too. Really? And a fourth segment? Oh, there's all kinds. The of the ordering of the Shire and of the finding of the ring. Of the finding of the ring might have been helpful. I'm sure it'll all become clear in the main body of the text. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, presumably as well, you're going to be doing the Hobbit after this, right? Um, not the Hobbit, but I will be doing a minute by minute breakdown of the film Tolkien. Um, of course, but once you've done that. Oh, then yeah, I, I might end up doing The Hobbit. Uh, and, you know, for this prologue stuff concerning Hobbits, maybe I'll do that on, on a Patreon or something down the road yeah. once we get enough 
uh, listeners. Um, yeah, something like that. We'll, we'll figure something there's out. There's so to, much bonus content just ready to be mined. So much. The Cimmerillion is something I'd love to to get into. Maybe like a word by word breakdown of that because I, <laughs> I understand that to be pretty dense. So. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, a couple of years, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I think I could wrap that up in a couple of years. Yeah, we'll do a weekly breakdown word by word. <laughs> there can't be more than fifty-two words in it, right? I've, I, I've never read it. Me neither. I mean, so I'm, I can I'm, only assume. I couldn't even get through Lord of the Rings, let alone the Silmarillion. <laughs> well, that's the the eventual goal of the podcast. Um, but to, to, to get the audience to know um, more about you and your appreciation for for Lord of the Rings, do you have a favorite uh, movie or maybe like a favorite scene from one of the movies? I and I know this is this is a bit strange to say because it's mm-hmm. not a happy moment, it's not a joyful moment. In fact, it's one of the lowest moments of the of the whole franchise. Uh, but honestly, the scene uh, in Return of the King, where Pippin is oh. with Denethor, and it's cut between him singing, Denethor eating tomatoes greedily, oh, yeah. and that... Faramir riding off to die. That scene rules. <laughs> Oh, every time I get goosebumps, it, I start crying. It's, oh, it's such a formal, uh, like twist on like the 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 language of of cinema that the movies have sort of been using up until that point. Like to have an intercut, like uh, almost like a not a music video, but in a way, it's almost like a music video where you've got the I performance you, and you. the yeah. It's it's it does so stand out for that reason. Um, I mean, no disrespect to uh, to Mr. Tolkien, but you just can't do that in a book. No, no. And yet, like the the screen can certainly like capture that feeling of like these two like opposite things happening at the same time. Um, I I just think it's just the perfect marriage of of form and mm-hmm. content. Just it's it's a masterpiece of filmmaking. Yeah, and it gets me every time. Doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. I mean, I must have seen the extended editions at least upwards of 15 times mm-hmm. and still every single time that thing oh i love just like the tomato juice dripping down <laughs> his it's face so gross oh, so disgusting there's like, never been a more disgusting eater on on screen <laughs> just all the seeds and the juice all gathering in his beard horrible mm-hmm. and Terrible. the crackles of his face oh <laughs> no bueno man I, the the typical answer to that question uh and it's my answer is um <laughs> sam's speech at the end of the two towers just about like having hope i mean it's just like it's incredible you won't find me arguing with you i mean i've yeah it's it's perfect it's such a great performance as well oh yeah because like when you when you have like such like portentous dialogue Mm -hmm. it would be so easy to go ham right and just start chewing the scenery and everything like that but it's it's pitched just right Mm-hmm. oh oh he, he's perfect it, i wouldn't it's the kind of performance you you wouldn't change a thing it's 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 perfect no. i might go and watch the lord of the rings extended editions when we're finished <laughs> they're streaming on hbo max i might uh i might throw them on while i'm doing work later today oh lovely <laughs> as we're recording it's morning for me and it's uh late afternoon for you yeah yeah it's uh just just uh just gone 4 p.m here man i'm just about to start my work day after we uh finish <laughs> I mean, if I started, like, you know, say, say I, once we've packed down and everything, I finished at half five and I started exactly then and didn't stop. 
that would take me through what well, finished probably about early morning probably if you're doing extended editions and they're each about four hours long average yeah let's let's, let's call it 12 hours yeah it's called 12 hours yeah okay yeah so i'll be i'll be done at like six in the morning that's fine i can get <laughs> on with my day if, that, if that's how you want to spend your uh, entire evening yeah go for it <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll play that drinking game again Ooh, i don't think you're gonna make it the full 12 hours <laughs> but maybe you could say we won't know unless we try. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, when and I will be taking shots. <laughs> that is a good pun. I appreciate <laughs> that pun. Um, I think we put it off long enough. I think it's time for the fifteenth sentence of the Fellowship of the Ring. I am so ready. A little background for uh, anyone who's listening for the first time, but I highly recommend listening to the first 14 episodes covering the first 14 sentences because you might be completely lost and you might have no idea what we're talking about here at Sentences. And they're very good. They're very good sentences and I hope very good episodes. Oh, they are. Uh, Absolutely. Fantastic. Big fan. I I love bringing on a a fan of the show who's just going to be my cheerleader through all of this. (laughs) I, I, I love it. I feel like some of the other guests haven't supported you as much as they perhaps could have done. And I, you know, I just want to see you push to the moon. <laughs> there have been one or two guests that I don't think get why this show is important. Um, <laughs> it's making this book accessible to people who aren't good readers. Um, so I can pat myself on the back for that one. Uh, Absolutely. Just I mean, came up a, with that. It's actually. a service more than anything. Truly. This is my labor of love uh, for all of the like third grade reading level uh, adults out there who just need a little bit of help getting through the book. Um, Absolutely. Um, So a little bit of background. There's this guy, Bilbo. He's having a birthday uh, party coming up. He's turning 111. Um, He is very rich. He's very youthful. All the people in town where he lives called Hobbiton, they talk about him behind his back. They kind of suspect that something fishy is going on with the guy. Um, and he doesn't really have a lot of friends, uh, but he does have friends with some of his younger cousins who have started to grow older. The oldest of these is Frodo Baggins, who we know from the films, and we are so excited. Uh, he's now part of this story as we go into sentence number 15. When Bilbo was 99, he adopted Frodo as his heir and brought him (laughs) to live at Bag End. And the hopes of the Sackville Bagginses were finally dashed. If you didn't catch that, that was a page turn (laughs) happening in the middle of that sentence. Let me read it again at a better pace. When Bilbo was 99, he adopted Frodo as his heir and brought him to live at Bag End. And the hopes of the Sackville Bagginses were finally dashed. It's a good, good sentence. And we're learning a lot. After, after a very punchy but information-heavy sentence last week, we've now <laughs> right. got a far longer sentence dripping with even more info. So, Where to start? I mean, I can think of no better place to start than the beginning. Uh, the beginning reveals that about 12 years ago bilbo adopted frodo yeah because it's his it's his 111th coming up isn't it right so at 99 he adopted frodo as his heir which 
to Frodo, that probably seemed like a really good deal. Like, oh, this 99 year old cousin of mine wants to leave me all his treasure when he dies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get to live in the nicest house in Hobbiton in the right. nicest area back end. Yeah. And then probably have it all to myself in like two days, you old, old man. <laughs> he probably did not expect it to take another 12 years. Um, to but all of it. as we learn from uh, after another appearance of a semicolon, this is the out. third instance of the semicolon in the uh, book. I want to say it's the third. Uh, yeah, we have we have confirmation that that's 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 it for the Sack, Sackville Bagginses. They ain't getting that treasure. That's right. Yeah, the Sackville Bagginses, who the book um, previously in sentence number twelve had revealed that. Um, Bilbo had been on visiting terms with his relatives, except for the Sackvilles. Uh, the Sackville Bagginses were not on visiting terms with Bilbo, but I guess they still wanted that inheritance. Oh, for sure. I mean, who Wait. wouldn't? Yeah, who wouldn't? But that's it. That's it. Now that Frodo's entered the picture. He's living at Bag End. Man, the things they must have gotten up to. <laughs> Adopted as he's there. Wow. So I guess this this is to say that in his 111 years, I think we can confirm now Bilbo probably never married, uh, never had any children. Um, no. No immediate family of his own if he's adopting his cousin to be his heir. Um, 111 years without a family seems lonely. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why he adopted Frodo. I guess so. Yeah, maybe those. I mean, ninety nine. He's he's nearly hit the big one zero zero. That's a that's a milestone. I'm trying to think too of what the uh, family situation was for Frodo. Like to be adopted by your cousin. It doesn't explicitly say that Frodo is an orphan or anything. It just says Bilbo. Maybe Bilbo just had the money to say like, "Hey, I I like this. I like this cousin." I, I want him and he just bought him off maybe i mean if he if frodo does have living family it's not mm. a bad thing if the i mean he is the eldest as we learned last week right it's not a bad thing if the eldest comes into a whole heap of money money when uh when bilbo right <laughs> which they had to assume was happening soon and it's been 12 99 <laughs> he's so old chad Honestly, this whole living situation of um, Frodo agreeing to move in with his much older cousin so he can get his inheritance money, and then he just won't die, and it's been 12 years. Like, I kind of want to see that sitcom, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just I mean, we, we have it in real life here in the UK, because uh, oh, we have uh, the royal family. Yeah, you do have the royal family. <laughs> um, they should uh, really have just like a, a, a camera crew around the royal family and make it like a like a reality show that you can just watch <laughs> or soap or something right <laughs> so yeah, you've got the crown but it, let, let's have like the crown uh colon real life or something like that <laughs> but that's it though i mean like you know prince charles is next in line mm -hmm. he's in his 70s mm -hmm. and the queen's still kicking uh-huh prince I mean, philip was kicking for for a long long time yeah he, uh, funnily enough he was 99 he was 99. Which yeah, he was 99 when he passed away. Yeah, that's away. true. That's true. He was going to turn 100 this year. Or yeah. It, yeah. 
Oh, he might have already had a birthday. I, I'm not. I don't have all the birth dates of the royals memorized. I'm afraid. You're not the biggest fan of the royal family. I just oh, assume <laughs> since you're British, like everyone loves the royals, right? Like that's. Uh, we have uh, we have all of their birth dates like tattooed onto our wrists. Like <laughs> it's a requirement for living. Uh, yeah, you have, to have all the birthdays tattooed. That's why we have such long arms because there's quite a few of them. <laughs> is is that a stereotype? The long arms? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Oh, is is it? I mean, that's that's, I, that's a question only you can answer. I have never heard this before in my life, so I I know that we get the uh, we get the bad teeth stereotype. There is the bad teeth stereotype, but I live I I'm from Alabama originally, and we also have the bad teeth stereotype in the in the the deep south. So is so. is Alabama considered like the the Britain of 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 America? I don't think so. I think like Alabama is considered well. Say more about like what what how is how is Britain considered like if you had to like use de- adjectives to describe? I think we're I mean nowadays we're kind of viewed as we've got the we got the we got the bad teeth obviously, mm-hmm. uh, which then leads I guess to poor hygiene. Sure. Um, so check check for Alabama. <laughs> uh, everyone thinks we're kind of old fashioned because like you know we've still got a royal family and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I genuinely believe that some people still think that, like, you know, we're walking down the Waterloo Bridge with our bowl hats and our umbrellas under our arms. <laughs> well, that's the view of London. So I, I don't know. I, I just feel like our we're viewed very old fashioned. So I'll, I'll describe Alabama's uh, perception. And this is not the reality. This is how I've learned the rest of the country perceives Alabama. Um, okay. No real roads. Uh, just like walking around on mud, bare feet, bad teeth, bad hygiene. You marry your sister or your cousin and you're all inbred down there. Uh, Everyone's, everyone's stupid. And there's a lot of, so some of the, so those are all the negative perceptions. There's a lot of like positive things. There's a lot of like, uh, people are, people are kind that Southern hospitality uh, stereotype of just like, uh, being kind and hospitable to strangers is, is a real thing. A lot of pies small on towns. the windowsill sort of thing. <laughs> yes, pies on the windowsills. <laughs> I've never actually seen a pie on a windowsill, but if I did, it wouldn't be here in Los Angeles. It would be back home in Alabama. <laughs> There's <laughs> no sure. pies on windowsills in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> that would just cook it even more, wouldn't it? I, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is hot, but it, it's a, it's a dry heat, which I guess that would that would cook things pretty well. <laughs> oh, it is muggy as hell. Uh, in, in Alabama, um, just muggy and and humid, and it just feels like you're swimming in the air. That so I think broadly speaking, I think Americans view the people of Alabama, the good people of Alabama, mm-hmm. the same way that we in the UK view people from a specific county called Norfolk. Okay, lots of fens and swamps. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, everyone assumes inbreeding. Mm-hmm. backwards inhospitable like, yeah. and uh that's Racist, the probably that's like everyone, probably. everyone assumes these things yeah that's the that's the next county over from where i am so uh <laughs> gotcha we throw things across the border you know yeah keep them out yeah <laughs> that's not true <laughs> why, am I, why am i painting this picture of myself i don't know <laughs> um so any other thoughts on the sentence before we move on? I think uh, I think we've pretty much covered it. So I have one question. Here we go. 
okay. at the very end, the hopes of the Sackville Bagginses were finally dashed. That's not a way I would describe what happened to their hopes. The word dashed there. Uh, is that a common expression uh, in Britain or maybe old fashioned from like the. It's, it's, it's old fashioned, I think. Mm, yeah. um, like, you know, oh, their hopes were dashed. Right. Uh, like to dash something is to sort of like throw it hard against the floor or a wall I think right that's just a way of putting it I never would have uh, that wouldn't have been my first thought to like say hopes are nah I, th- I think it's just uh, I think it's just a sign of the times there you go it may have just been 50 something uh, something like that let me see Wait, when was this published god we really should be across this shouldn't we yeah 15 <laughs> weeks in 1954 was the first copyright there you go listed in my book that's 54 so yeah maybe that's just how learned professors of linguistics spoke back then right speaking of learned uh linguists um (laughs) i think it's time for my favorite segment of the show jrr what does it stand for uh where i guess what uh jrr stands for i know that john is the first name i don't know any of the r's um, and I will guess for the second R last week, I guessed Rupert this week. I will guess Ron. Now, did you say that was for the first or the second R? I said that the, so the first R like the second letter. Okay. Right. Yeah. So John, uh, John Ron sounds wrong. But that Here's I, I've the thing, though. Name. Let's just say hypothetically mm-hmm. that Ron was a shortened version of another name, like Ronald, Ronald Weasley. So John Ronald R. Tolkien. I'm I'm another step in. Yep. Oh, you did it. What? This is huge. This is a pivotal I- week. I'm two thirds of the way through. I didn't know whether to give it to you because you said Ron and not Ronald, but I was like, I don't want to say no because that will steer you away from right. where you need to be. No, I think you made the right call there. John Ronald. Okay, so and I I've got to tell you, mm-hmm. uh, I really think the second R is going to take even longer than the first. <laughs> That's what I've been told. But <laughs> a couple episodes ago, the, I had a guest on who... I guessed the first R and he said, am I allowed to give it to you if it's the second R? Uh, And I said, no. And he said, okay, then no, you got to move on. I'm trying to remember what that name was now. (laughs) This is why we've started writing them down. (laughs) I should have written them down. Um, I think that was when I said Richmond. Yes. Yeah, I do remember that Richmond. That was Mm -hmm. the episode that came out last week because we're pretending that we didn't do the episode that we just no pretending did we're, just, we're just existing here in our space okay. no <laughs> i just want to get my canon straight <laughs> right right <laughs> we're not tolkien we, we can't be kings of canon um of course not but uh lord of the canon so is it richmond for the second r it is not it's not richmond no so he must have been pulling my chain then <laughs> he, he was he was having you on yeah, I guess so. He's, yeah. John Ronald. John Ronald. Okay. Now I'm back to the drawing board with our names. I, I should probably <laughs> recycle Ralph and all those other ones. Uh, but this has been JRR. What does it stand for? Uh, now it's time for um, 
uh, our brand new segment of the show that you introduced last week, real estate, Lord of the real estate. Yes. Um, and so we talked last week about uh, places in Middle Earth where we'd want to live. We talked about Hobbiton and Rivendell. We both agreed Hobbiton is the place. Um, but I understand you've brought up some uh, some real life um, places that maybe inspired J.R.R. Tolkien uh, in his creation of these fantasy villages and towns. So absolutely, um, the UK has a has a, a storied history of um, some of the most just beautiful names for places. Mm. The Shire, and I thought I would Hobbiton, yeah, stuff like that. I mean, that. there are lots of um, there are lots of um, uh, place names that end in Shire all around the UK. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice. It's a place of horses is basically what it means, mm. which is you know lovely. Uh, but lovely. I thought I'd um, I thought I'd bring some uh, just some names along of some places that might have, as you say, inspired the the great man, Bitchfield. Oh, thoughts. Are you, are you calling me a name, or are you are you just saying no? No, no. I'm I'm just saying that that's a place in the UK. So we have an, a no cussing policy on this on this podcast. Um, okay, I'm wondering. It's the name of a real place, so they would like if if I were to like uh, type into GPS, I would type to like get to this place. I would type Bitchfield or one word. Well, one word. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess that's fine. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll allow that. So um, okay, what what's another what's another really pretty sounding um, just. That, that evokes just like a, a Hobbiton-esque um, paradise. Prepare yourself. Okay. In fact, Archie, I want you to close your eyes. Sure. And just... Yeah, walk me through it. Let it let it just waft over you as you're in your horse and cart. Okay. You're going down sort of like a kind of cobbled road. Hmm. Sounds the nice. Next... Oh, lovely. And the next town is coming over the horizon and you hmm. see a sign. Welcome to Boysack. Well, okay. <laughs> Thoughts? Um, <laughs> what uh, what is Boysack? What is this town known for? Um, I can think of uh, two things off the top of my head. <laughs> not, neither of which we can say. No. Okay. <laughs> is this just uh, like where the convicted pedophiles have to go live? Um, <laughs> like, what is it going to put you all in one town so you can't hurt anybody? Just... Uh, it's in it's in Scotland. In Scotland, okay. Uh, it's uh, just um, wow. This Wikipedia page is really, 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 really small. You're brave for typing. I'm assuming you typed into Google or into the browser Boysack Wiki, and I gotta say, you I are, typed in Boysack like, Town. I'm I'm nobody's <laughs> fool. <laughs> town. <laughs> Uh, but I, I can read for you if you like the Wikipedia page in full. It won't take long. I I will allow. How many sentences is that? Uh, two. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'll, I'll break my one sentence per episode rule for this. I will allow the exception. Okay. Now, obviously, I don't know if you want to keep this clean for the edit for the Patreon whenever it comes up. Sure, I'll I'll, I'll go through and uh, I'll I'll comb through all the audio and and see what we'll do. Boysack is a village in Angus, Scotland, four miles north of Arbroath. Notable residents include John Carnegie, born 1679 or 80, 
to May 1750, a lawyer, politician, and Jacobite rebel. There you go. And that's, that's the that's the history of Boysack for you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I want to learn more about Boysack. I, that's going to be my great uh, like journey in life. My my uh, I'm going to have my pilgrimage to Boysack. <laughs> Like just four miles north of Arbroath, so I'm sure it's easy to find. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Um, let's hear. Uh, let's hear like two two more. Give me your juiciest, some of your best. Uh, All right, I'll give you. I'll give you one tests. more kind of risque one, okay. and then I'll, uh, uh, I'll 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 bring it home with a with a really powerful one. Uh, so Shitling Thorpe. Shitling Thorpe. Yes. Um. So are the streets paved with like human feces or animal feces or manure? Uh, I, I, I've never been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine many people go there on their vacations. Right, right. See, that's the thing though, is like, if I'm going to take my, my trip abroad, I kind of would like to go to some of these places, get, get the, the picture next to like the sign of the town. Um, like, a, do, do y'all have a, uh shit's creek on uh, netflix over there uh i we can get it i'm not sure if it's on netflix but i know we can get it um gotcha. i haven't seen it though yeah so it's about a town called shit's creek and uh people you know take pictures next to the sign because it's funny to have a town called- yeah I, I i imagine that's a kind of a it's a way to keep tourists coming so that they all take a picture of the sign and then have a cup of coffee in the in the uh in the town square uh-huh. I, I mean, that's just like my ideal Instagram post is is saying a caption that's just like the UK was lovely, and then it's just a bunch of signs that say like <laughs> Shipman Thorpe and, and Boysack <laughs> standing next to the Boysack sign. Yeah, maybe there's like a great statue in the middle of the uh, the town of Boysack that I can take a picture. <laughs> a of. Statue of John Carnegie. Yeah, I wonder if he's from the the Carnegie Steel manufacturers. I'd have no way of knowing that. If he if he made the Wikipedia page, he's got to be an important one. You got to figure. You got to figure. Speaking of uh, ways to get tourists to come to your town, yeah, I thought I'd leave you with this. Uh, it is a Welsh town uh, that, in order to bring people to, into into the village when the yeah. uh, railway station opened up, mm-hmm. opted to change the town's name to the longest place name in Europe. Wow. Uh, just so they could have an absurdly long sign above the railway station to say what one it is and absurdly long postcards. <laughs> and the way the Welsh language works, like the the syllables are so like, I don't know how to describe it other than like bouncy, like rhythmic in this fun way that like, I'm excited to hear it. I mean, I'm going to give it my best shot. Um, Welsh is not easy to say. <laughs> no, no, I imagine not. I do uh, but I will... their, uh, their grape juice. Well, <laughs> I don't know if it's made there. I'm not sure if it's got the climate for it. Oh, it says it right there on the bottle. So I assume it is. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to do the best I can. Chanfe Pilgwin Gilgo Gerich, Quindrob Willan Atasiliokokok. I love it. I, I did my best. I could not repeat it. Uh... <laughs> Neither could I. <laughs> it would just sound like gibberish if I tried, but uh, but I love it. Uh, it it do, it does mean something. 
Ooh, what's what's the meaning? Uh, because um, it's again, it's one of those things where they while they wanted to do the, you know, the silly name to pull people in, uh, they did it in the Welsh language, so it does all mean something. So that that what I said. <laughs> means. Which again for the the listeners was uh Hanfair Pilgrim Gargilia Silito William to Silio I can say the last part there. Yeah, that's fine. Now it's easy. But it means the Church of St Mary in the hollow of the white hazel trees near the rapid whirlpool by Saint Cecilio's of the Red Cave. That's wonderful. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we find that exact sentence come up in Lord of the Rings at some point. <laughs> it does sound like uh, fantastic in that way. Um, yeah. What, what can I say? I live in I, I live in a fantasy realm. <laughs> it feels like it. Like, yeah. There's there's nothing like mystical about uh, the U.S. It's it's a it's a great place to live for a lot of reasons. Um, and there's other ways we we could use some improvement as as any place is. But we don't have like that mysticism and like I I, I imagine myself visiting uh, the UK and just imagining there could be like mystical creatures like little little fantastic beasts. <laughs> That's where I find them is in the UK. Be a satyr yeah. or a fawn or something. Sure. Yeah. But like, I, I, do, do you think uh, it's just because America as it as it exists mm-hmm. today is such a young country? I think so. I think you can like imagine the history of like dragons and like the knights who are just because you have like fantasy stories about knights and kings and then you guys have those things and we don't (laughs) um and so we sort of like assume like oh yeah knights and kings that means dragons and saving princesses from high castles and and all these things all all kinds of daring do yeah you, you don't have like stories about like i don't know blue uniform cops facing off dragons uh yes yes don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even elaborate so i'm desperately trying to think of like a modern fable from the uk and nah well we have the netflix film bright which was like what if there were orcs and fairies uh in modern day los angeles i think will smith was in that movie uh <laughs> i mean was, was it good did you enjoy it uh i heard horrible things <laughs> <laughs> but it was like um it was kind of like that movie Onward that Pixar just came out with, but it was uh, live action. Right. Um, it was, a. I think Will Smith played a cop and his partner, I don't remember who played him, but he was, uh, he, he had all the makeup on. He was an orc and uh, Will Smith was like racist against orcs. And it was like trying to be this like <laughs> thing where it's like, oh, if the fantasy characters were alive today, they'd have all the same problems and stuff like that. And I wonder, kinda... would would they have been like? I, I I haven't seen it. Uh, mm-hmm. I wonder, would they have been like Tolkien's orcs? They, I think they were more um, intelligent. Because uh, I mean, the guy could be like have hold a job and be a police yeah. officer. So, um, I think that they were like. I don't think they were like cannibals, like the orcs seem to be in the movies. <laughs> Because if so, honestly, Will Smith, it was good for you to be racist against that orc because he would yeah. eat you. Like, <laughs> looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Right, exactly. 
um, that's okay to discriminate against is cannibalism. I'll discriminate against cannibalism. I am brave that's, enough. It's a podcast. bold stance to take on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm I, I'm going to say this now. I'm going to sort of sort of distance myself Stay from those sorts it, yeah. of wild political opinions. Let, let it be Oliver. let it be known that uh, Ethan Lawrence <laughs> opted to not make a statement on whether or not he condones cannibalism. Um, no response. He decided to <laughs> stay quiet on that topic. No comment. No comment. Okay. Okay. I get it. You know, you're you're an actor. You don't you don't want to say anything controversial. That's, I don't want Netflix breathing down my neck. Right. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of which, where can uh, people find you? They can find you on Netflix on the show Afterlife. Um, uh, yes, uh, you can uh, check out some of the other things I've been in, stuff like Bad Education. I did a Neil Gaiman film called How to Talk to Girls at Parties that was very good. Hmm. Uh, I think that might be on Amazon. I will have to check that and get back to you. Uh, but if you want to find me on the socials, that's at Ethan D. Lawrence. Uh, that's on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, uh, which I got recently and is good fun. And you can find me at Chad A. Oliver uh, across all social media platforms. Uh, you can find the show at L-O-T-R Sentence on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, and, you know, on iTunes, maybe pop by, give me a review, give me a rating. Tell me how I'm doing. Uh, we're, we're at a pretty significant milestone, 15 sentences in. We've just passed over to the second page halfway through this last sentence. Uh, I think it's time to really assess where we're at uh, and where we're going as a show. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Ethan, thanks so much for joining uh, me on this episode. Uh, you've been a, a pleasure of a guest. I'd love to have you on again. Uh, no problem at all. Thank you very much. I'm a big fan of the pod. Uh, so anytime you want me back, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, willing and able. Awesome. Well, uh, this has been the 15th sentence of the Fellowship of the Ring. Tune in next week for the 16th sentence of the Fellowship of the Ring. That might be cool.com. You never know. Anytime you want me back, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, willing, and able. Awesome. Well, uh, this has been the 15th sentence of the Fellowship of the Ring. Tune in next week for the 16th sentence of the Fellowship of the Ring.